Good morning and welcome back to the show, everyone. Today is Wednesday, September 22nd, 2021. This is episode number 199 of the All Around Growth Podcast. My name is Rob Kaiser and I am your host. Good morning. Today we're going to be mixing it up a little on the drive to the day job. If you're a regular listener, you know that there's a lot of change that's going on in life, especially with regard to functional medicine, my approach to health and nutrition and wellness, and really my approach to just about everything. I'm trying to make some changes. And in this process of making change, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going through my mind. And one of the things that I'm interested in doing is not necessarily drawing closure to some projects, but making progress on them so I can do that. I've got too many loose ends, too many open circuits. And this has been causing me some stress and this is causing me to repeat some create and repeat some negative feedback loops and I'd like to share with you something that I read in one of the many books that I am reading in this current moment it's a book called soundtracks it's John Acuff's newest book and there was something that I read the other night that stood out to me. And they're just underlined phrases, which I'm going to read to you now. Overthinking makes you feel stuck, which means you don't act. When you're not busy acting, you have more time and energy to overthink. I repeated that little loop thousands of times. I was tired of being stuck. There's certainly more to it than that, but the way in which I read books is now a different process than it used to be. The way in which I do a lot of things is a different process than I used to use. And before I just begin talking freely about where I'm at and some plans for the day, some plans for the upcoming week, some plans for the upcoming month, the remainder of the year, and the rest of 2020, or what comes in 2022. Let me tell you real quick about how I read books. I think there's a lot of value in books, paper books specifically. Years ago, I went down the Kindle wormhole and thought, well, I don't need to own books. I can just have everything digital. And there is some value in that without a doubt, but I think there's a lot of merit to having paper books, especially if you're in a position where you're settled and you may not necessarily be moving. Whereas in the past, I was moving frequently over the past 
20 years. I've lived in seven different states. I, I don't know, I'm not gonna list all those statistics because it's irrelevant, but I've lived all over the place. And now that I'm finally feeling settled, I'm enjoying the act of reading a book. Occasionally I will listen to Tim Ferriss's podcast, which is fantastic. A lot of respect for Tim Ferriss and the work that he does creates quality content, but I overheard a discussion that he was having with someone where he outlined his book reading process. And what he does is as he reads a book, he takes a pen or a pencil, I guess that would work too, and underlines the phrases that stick out to him the most. And then when he reads the book a second time, he does it again and the third time again. But each time he underlines in each subsequent reading, he writes one for the first time, two for the second time reading, and three for the third time reading, and I imagine four, five, six for any subsequent readings afterwards. So these are the takeaways from, well, just some of them from Tim Ferriss that I employ when I read a book. And this book from John Acuff, this newest book that he's written is called Soundtracks. And I'm approaching a stop sign and this is a perfect segue into a pause to read the back cover and share with you what this book is all about. A simple, powerful, and uh, nope, that's Seth Godin's review. I, I waited 13 years to share this secret. I apologize for taking so long, but it seemed too good to be true. Maybe it was a fluke. Maybe it worked for me because my situation was unique. Maybe everything that happened was an accident. And if I tried to teach someone else how to do it, it wouldn't help. Maybe if I shared it, people would think I was weird. Better to keep it to myself. So I did. The secret moved me to Nashville. It helped me hit the New York Times bestseller list. It sent me around the world. For years, I had this secret in my back pocket, using it to transform my career, my relationships, my health, and every other part of my life. Eventually, though, I got curious. Was I the only one the secret could help? I launched a survey asking 10,000 people if they struggle with the same thing I figured out. More than 99.5% of them said yes. If you lean in close, I'll tell you what the secret is. And that secret is this idea that I wrote about, this overthinking. And the title of John Acuff's book is called Soundtracks. And at this point, I am not even halfway through it. <coughs> I've got this problem with reading books. I am probably in the process of reading... I'm, 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 I'm pausing because I'm thinking around on top of my short dresser next to my bed on my coffee table. There are also several right next to me in my truck. And one 
in my lap. I have probably a dozen books that I have in the queue that I've been reading for over the past 12 months. I will pick them up from time to time and I will read a little bit, but I will then put it down and I will neglect it. I will, I, it's been a long time since I've fully engulfed myself in a book and just div, uh, divin in, divin into it. Never, you know what I'm trying to say. This year's been a big year. There's been a lot of change. We had a lot of, I'm sure you know them too, a lot of people complaining about how bad last year was. If we could go back in time, I guess I'd rather deal with last year than this year. This year's been a bit more challenging than last year. But on the other hand, I think that this is perhaps the greatest year of my life. And next year is going to be even greater. One of the things that I plan on doing today is sharing my office with you. What? Yeah, sharing my office with you. This is something that I've been thinking about for quite some time, at least a month or two since I learned that my partner was no longer going to return. She wasn't going to come back. The work dynamic at my day job, which oftentimes seems questionable, has changed again. And not necessarily for the better nor was I consulted in any of this, and rightfully so, I could be bitter about all of it. Or, I could choose to change the soundtrack that's been repeating in my mind. And worst of all, it's a soundtrack that I've created. All right? And we are all wholly responsible for the way in which we respond to situations in life and the way that I've been responding to a lot of the stressors in my life or a lot of the situations in my life that may or may not cause me stress has not been ideal. And accordingly, I've created these soundtracks, these negative soundtracks, these negative feedback loops. And for what? For what? You know, what, what benefit does that serve me? Getting stuck in this cyclical pattern of negativity? Well, I can tell you, it doesn't. It doesn't serve me at all, in the least, and 
I don't even want to tell you whether they serve you or not. It's not up to me to tell you what you should be doing. If you're listening to this, sharing in the experiences I share with you, hopefully they're relatable and hopefully you for yourself can find the situations that you find yourself engaging in similar behaviors in and cut that shit out. But again, it's on you. This is on me. The older I get and the more I learn, the more I realize that none of us actually understands or knows what the hell is going on in this world. We just like to put on a facade and pretend like we do, pretend like we have it all together. More often than not, the ones that I feel like present as though they have their shit together are actually the ones who more often than not do not. Now, I've been thinking about making this video about my office because I want to document what it was versus what it will be. And as time goes on, I may or may not hang things on the wall. Basically, the things that have hung on the wall are just printed quotes, pieces of paper. I mean, I'm inside a metal box. I'm literally in a Faraday cage. Metal walls, metal roof. My office is a framed out structure inside of a pole barn. But that's all right, I don't care. I'm alone and I no longer share an office with the people that I used to. And for this, I am grateful. I'm grateful because it leaves me by myself back there most of the time. In the back barn, you have to kind of go out of your way to get there and most people aren't going to just drop by and say hi. Most people, that is. And the ones that do, they're welcome. Because... <laughs> Even my perspective on so many people here has changed. For so long, I've seen so much through the lenses of others. I've projected the perspectives that they have because it was something that I was so... so involved in, so exposed to, that by doing so, their opinions and viewpoints eventually became mine. And I found that this happened in a similar way when I began working for my old boss, Ray, who I have talked about before. You know, Ray, he's the one that told me, Rob, if you're not growing, you're dying. <laughs> well, at that time, I had moved back here from North Carolina right before I started my career with Ray. 
And I lived in North Carolina from 2004, 2008. I'll wrap this story up and wrap up the podcast. But I found myself becoming interested for maybe the first time in some politics. We weren't happy. I was voting Obama. All right? And I voted in the 2008 election. Now, fast forward... Okay, not even fast forward. We won't even get into politics, long and short of it. Um, I subscribe to the principles of non-voluntarism or non-aggression and voluntarism. Anarchy. But one of the things that happened with Ray was that from becoming an Obama voter to working with Ray and the rest of the corporate crew, I became a big Hannity guy. I became a big Limbaugh guy. I actually, when I moved out to California with my girlfriend, I remember having her teach me how to use the DVR so I could record Hannity. I became the people that I surrounded myself with. And like Jim Rohn speaks about, we become the people who we spend the most time with, the five people. So who are those five people? How do they contribute to the soundtracks in your life? Do the words, the imagery, the behaviors, the mannerisms, the emotions of those people do they transfer over to and in you? Do you find yourself projecting many of the same things that you find yourself hating yourself? It's a weird, weird world. And how we engage and behave in it is even weirder. But I feel good about how I'm learning to change my behaviors. I feel good about how I'm learning to change how I speak, how I interact, how I carry myself, how I walk, how I talk. I'm learning how to change everything because, quite frankly, much of what I know and much of what I learned wasn't necessarily right for me and much of what we learn and much of what we're taught and much of what we're pre presented with isn't necessarily right for us as well but the people that we're learning it from the people who are teaching us they're doing the best that they can but because we are all humans with the highest potential the responsibility is on us to take that knowledge and apply it in the proper context, in the proper manner, in our own lives, so that it suits us best. This idea of soundtracks is a valid is a valid idea. 
Overthinking isn't a personality trait. It's the sneakiest form of fear. It steals time, creativity, and goals. It's the most expensive, least productive thing companies invest in without even knowing it, and it's an epidemic. In Soundtracks, New York Times best-selling author John Acuff offers a proven plan to change overthinking from a super problem into a superpower. If you want to tap into the surprising power of overthinking and give your dreams more time and creativity, learn how to DJ the soundtracks that define you. If you can worry, you can wonder. If you can doubt, you can dominate. If you can spin, you can soar. And as far as soaring, that's what we're doing in the Eagles community. I talk about it a lot. I reference Dan Miller's work a lot because I employ it a lot in my own life. It's helped me make some significant changes over the nine months of this year. And if you're interested, I'd invite you to join me as well. We've got some new people in the group, the Telegram group, t.me, from the 48 Days community. And I'd love to see some of you guys over in the 48 Days community with us as well. Maybe one of these days I'll do an episode on the 48 Days community specifically. But for now, I'm here at the day job. It's Wednesday. We're halfway through the week, almost. I hope that you're having a great week. I sincerely appreciate you taking the time to listen to this show, to interact with me and make this a part of your day. This is Rob Kaiser, and thank you.